You're listening to Exploration Local, a podcast designed to explore and celebrate the people and places that make the Blue Ridge Mountains special and unique. My name is Mike Andrus, the host of Exploration Local. I'll be sitting down with people and business owners that have a deep love for the outdoors and who help to fuel the spirit of adventure in these mountains. We encourage you to wander far, but explore local. Let's go. I'm excited to be here in the middle of, can I say that I'm in the middle of DuPont State Forest? Are we kind of in the middle of DuPont State Forest? Real close to DuPont State Forest. Real close to- A couple miles away. A couple miles away. That's fantastic. So this episode is going to be a fun one because it is actually 2.0. I am here with Sherry and Terry McCracken, and they own and founded DuPont Yurts. And a couple of weeks ago, Sherry and I had an opportunity to talk, and we had a great conversation, learned a bunch of things about this place and their heart, and unfortunately, we couldn't use any of that audio. So <laughs> I have listened to it uh, through the scratchiness and everything else, and I have enjoyed the things that you talked about before, so hopefully we'll be able to revisit some of those things. Sure. So um, so welcome to the mic, and thank you for having me out here to uh, DuPont Yurts. Yeah, thank you. We're super glad to have you here and glad you get to see it see it in person i know this is so much better than in my studio staring at a wall just yeah. imagining and looking at your website so this is this is cool so i'm looking i have ridgeline behind me yep and tell me again what i have right in front of me bridal veil bridal veil there you go all right we'll talk yep. about those coming up too so okay dupont yurts this this past weekend fourth of july uh family and friends i was telling them about your place and telling them about um coming here today and when I said yurt the next question or the next thing out of their mouth was what is a yurt so before we go too far uh, let's talk about what is a yurt and then your experiences with yurts prior to this point do you want to take that well I don't know how you answered that last week but uh, <laughs> you know uh, a yurt's a, a, round, a round house and uh, from what I remember reading uh, you know Mong Mongolians used them thousands of years ago is kind of where they originated from and they picked them up as tents and moved them and they were round to really help with the wind because I think they lived in windy environments and that's where they kind of started from from what I understand but been around a long time and um uh, but you're right, you get a lot of that, and people mispronounce it sometimes, a yurks, or, you know, they say different things, right. like, a yurt, and they're like, well, what is a yurt? They don't know what it is. But uh, the longer we've been doing it and talking, um, you know, the, I think people are starting to see them more and see them more and more. Good. Uh, but uh, you still do get a, a what? A what, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A what, so, yeah, and um, uh, our experience with them, uh, I was on a, I was looking on a website a few years ago. We've always liked to stay in different kind of places. You know, if we're going somewhere, can we find something else other than a hotel room or a cabin? And I was on, I Googled it, I think, or I've seen an MSN article, I think is what it was. It said top 10 places to stay in North Carolina. And I clicked on it. And in that, in that link, one of them was uh, a place in Bryson City that had yurts. And I didn't, at that time, I didn't know what a, yurt was so i clicked on it and i started looking through the pictures on the website over there and there's these little round structures and i thought man that's pretty cool and it wasn't very far away so we took off and went over there one weekend and that's the first time i think we just stayed one night the first time that we went um and they were, they were right over in bryson city not far from from cherokee there and uh had a good time and thought they were really neat that's so good that's kind of how we got introduced to it i like to tell people they're like a tent on the outside 
but a cabin on the inside. Nice. And that's a good visual for most people, you know, because the outside is a, a canvas-like material. I know Pacific Yurts, the company, would tell you, don't say the word canvas, but it is a type of tent material. It's and an the, architectural fabric. It is an architectural fabric. Yeah. There you go. That's better terminology. So, but the inside has like a lattice type wall structure, and but it, they'll have wood floors and a few wood walls to make interior bathrooms and a kitchen and things like that. So, a tent on the outside and a cabin on the inside. Very nice. Now, I remember the last time when you talked, when we talked, you said that when you found out. This was an anniversary trip, right? If it I, was. I'm going back. So this is your anniversary trip. Yes. And Terry, you like to do surprises yeah. for your anniversary. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this was a big surprise. Well, I think I think it was. We did do it that way, didn't we? I said we're going somewhere. I think I ended up telling her at the last minute or something. He did. He. Yeah. I knew we were going something. on a trip. And then I think the day of, he said, we're going to go stay in a yurt. And I said, a, a what? what? <laughs> a what? Yeah, a what? And I started showing pictures, and she's like, how neat. How and when neat. we pulled up and saw yeah, them, we were just, yeah, yeah, we were, I was just in awe, just so cool. Like, oh, wow, this is so different, you know. I was really excited to, and then wasn't really, didn't know what to expect on the inside. I'd just kind of seen a picture of the outside on the way over. And then when I walked inside and saw this, I know, you know, big queen size bed with really nice linens and a, a, I had a bathroom and a shower I was going to get to use. And we had a little kitchenette in that particular one we stayed in. And it, I mean, just, you know, nice. It, it was really nice on the inside. It just had a wow factor when you walked inside. Just, wow. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we'll be able to give people that too. Yeah. Yeah. So we po I posted a few pictures on, on of our trip on Facebook. Then and we had all kind of comments. Where's that at? What is that? You know, people were asking asking about them. You know, cause yeah. again, just kind of educating people. Nobody had seen them. So, as far as I know, <clears throat> in the in the county, there's um, there's not many of them at all. But there is one that actually not far from our house mm. that was built several years ago that somebody lives in uh, full time. Okay. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, it's actually only about a mile or so from our house. But very very few of them. Though, mm. So, yeah. Pretty excited to get to show everybody. And that was four years ago, right? Um, or four-ish? I think it was about four years ago yeah. okay. when we first went to Bryson City. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three, okay. Four years ago. Yeah. And so it obviously made an impact on mm -hmm. both of you. Mm -hmm. um, and then when was that aha moment that said, we need to do this, or we need to build one or, or two, or build a glamp crown, or, <laughs> glamp ground. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so w when, when did that moment happen for you all? I think, well, I remember us staying there four years ago, and he's, Terry said, we've got to do this. We've got to build one of these. And pretty much we came home from that trip, and it seemed like for months he kept walking our property around. We have about five and a half acres, kept going, where could I put a yurt? Where could I put a yurt? And he kind of looked at some property around and just couldn't ever find something that screamed this is you know a good location to put some yurts you know but i think i think the idea started churning then i know it did for him yeah. and um as i told you last time we had a piece of property in wahala and we weren't sure what to do with that piece of property we'd kind of been contemplating on selling it but we had renters there and they'd been there for 15 years and it made that little place their home mm. and really felt 
guilty. We didn't want to sell it because you never know when you sell if people are going to continue to rent, you know, if that's a rental property or if they're going to have those people move out and, you know, move into it for themselves. Um, and unfortunately, one night, this was just back in the fall, right around October, November, wasn't it? When they had the fire? No, it was back in the later summer. It was last year. It, it unfortunately caught on fire. And yeah. It was a total loss. The, the folks were fine. They called real early in the morning. An attic fire had happened. And, mm. uh, got down there and uh, and uh, insurance adjuster came out and they ended up calling it a loss. So okay. that's kind of where we came across some money from there. They were they had a place a family place they could actually go stay at. So it, it worked out and um, had some money. And that's when I really was like, well, what are we gonna what can we do with this? And that's when I kind of got serious at really looking for something um, mm. to uh, somewhere to put it. And I was just thinking maybe one or two, and I was riding back from somewhere, coming across past DuPont here. I might have been coming back from Greenville, but, and I rode by and I seen that this property was for sale. It's an ice cream shop. You know, it was built about four years ago. My first thought was, I don't want an ice cream shop. It's not what I'm, what I'm looking for. But when I got home and I started looking at the list and I seen that it had four and a half acres with it. <clears throat> Two nice. Miles, two miles from DuPont. Yeah. And the first thing I did was rode back up here. <clears throat> it had recently been surveyed, and I started walking on it, and I got to the back of the property where we're sitting at right here. Looked a, looked a lot different, obviously, but I was like, this this would work. This will work. This will fit. But what are we going to do with this ice cream shop? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I don't know how much Sherry got into that, uh, but uh, we you know, decided to come up and walked it several times, and we decided to make an offer on it, and that's kind of where we're at now neat yeah so, neat uh, but it so it was a developing process from um you know from first staying in it realizing that they were really neat and uh that you know that people would enjoy staying in them because there's something different you know a lot of people go well we went and stayed in the cabin it's a lot of cabins right so, you know maybe looking for something because that's what it was for us and i know the other people that live there like, oh man these things are really neat mm. you know looking for something a little different to stay in so that's what we wanted to bring with them and so over the over those few years of staying, kind of looking, and then when that happened, and we found this, and I was like, let's do it. Very nice. It just seemed that everything lined up, you know, from that time of, um, of the unfortunate fire that lost that property, you know, but we were able to sell that lot, and then the, that money was was there, waiting waiting to be reinvested in some um, form or fashion, and. That was about the time this property was listed. So amazing. Yeah, yeah. It just all the doors just started opening up for us. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And then so you're drawing on your experience at Skybridge? Sky uh, Sky Ridge. Sky Ridge. Sky Ridge. Yurts. Okay. Yes. So you're drawing on your experience of Sky Ridge and your personal experience there. Mm-hmm. Um, four years later you have um, the income now, the, the 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 finances for it. You found a perfect piece of property. Did your vision, the vision that you have now for moving forward and what this will be in the the initial five, is that the same vision that you had when you finally had the aha here and said, this is what we're going to do? I mean, did it, is it, is (laughs) it evolving? It's evolving. Yeah. And as we started walking the four and a half acres that we're sitting on right now, um, Terry went home and immediately pulled up the tax maps you know you can you can look at property in Transylvania County and he started looking and seeing at bordering properties and started writing letters to owners wow. saying hey if you if you want to sell if you're interested 
let me know. And we actually ran across um, 12 acres that goes right back here. Oh, wow. Right That's to where the left of Bridalvale. Okay. We would be able to shoot a road up through there. Wow. And there's an additional 12 acres that we have a lease on oh, right wow. now. Okay. And so when he, when we got the lease on that, the wheels, the, that initial, um, I think, vision changed. Mm. It went from having, like Terry said, maybe just one or two yurts that we would be able to rent out to that's when the glamp ground dream kind of started forming. Okay. And we were like, wow, how cool would it be to, if these yurts do good, now we know that we have room to build four or five, you know, and if these are doing good, we can expand that. And if not, we can do primitive camping. We can maybe put some RV hookups we can maybe do a treehouse. We mm. can, and I mean, it just started going from there. You know, we'll, oh, we'll have to build a bathhouse, and there's a there's a place down where there used to be a pond, and it's dried up right now. And we started thinking like, oh, maybe we've put water back in that pond. And there's a hunting cabin on this oh, wow. 12 acres, and it has a, a stone chimney in the little cabin. And we thought maybe we'll even keep that and make that like an outdoor fireplace that people could gather around and use so I mean just yeah one thing after another so that vision quickly started growing and nice. involving to the whole the whole glamp ground thing okay yeah okay <clears throat> yeah I wasn't I wasn't expecting that I, I really I, I when I went back to the house and was looking at properties around here <clears throat> clicked on that one and seeing that it was unimproved there wasn't anything on it just that old rustic hunting cabin and I thought the owner was from Georgia. I thought, ah, he's only owned it, you know, he'd only owned it three or four or five years maybe. And I thought, ah, he probably wouldn't sell that. Well, I had the realtors on the phone and I just asked them, I said, does anybody ever ask this gentleman if he would want to sell the property? And the gentleman that had this property listed here said, well, I just listed that this morning. I've not even put the sign out yet. No way. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it kind of went down. That's how I found out we didn't have to write them a letter just because I asked that question. And I said, well, John, his name was John Tinsley. I said, John, do you mind asking him if he would lease it to me for a year till like, we get situated? <clears throat> he said, no, I'll ask him. And called back a few hours later. He said, it's a deal if you want to do that. Unbelievable. So we've got it leased through the end of February. That's the, the time frame to have it closed on. And that's that's phase two. Um, wow. You know, so um, probably, you know, a couple years in the, in the work and to, to get everything done. And even that part of it will probably be developed because there's, the property actually lays out. It's got a lower section. It's kind of got a, a middler section. Then it's got some upper elevation. So we might actually do something different, mm. you know. So <clears throat> I've not really spent a lot of time focusing on that right now because we got so much going on right here. Sure. And this is enough to get us going. But that that's really the the that's the exciting part is is able to attach onto it. And we have been in conversations with another owner that has. I think it's nine acres that adjoins to that 12 acres on the other side no way potentially interested in selling at some point yeah. wow so, one step at a time huh? yeah one step at a time so yeah and the, uh, you know the history of this property i know vaguely the house that you can see back that in that direction okay buddy <laughs> you saw um, a spider yeah my child the okay well he'll be all right but Good job. the person in that house there used to own all this property years ago. So they had a roadbed, and that's it down below here. And I know that people can't see, but that roadbed down there runs all through this property, through the, that 12 acres, through the other nine acres, out to another road. So the infrastructure is already there. Even on the 12 acres, not only that old roadbed, it has the old pond site, and it has, another, it has roads cut in that 
it's already there. So um, it's meant yeah. to be. Oh, it's it's <laughs> it's terribly exciting. And and I actually kind of when COVID hit, I was like, I don't know. Maybe we you know we got the property lease. We could let it go back. Wouldn't be the end of the world. You know, this has got to keep this. You know, and we could let that go back. I said, I'm not gonna do that because uh, we're gonna get through that. Yes, I'm convinced of that. And uh, I could look back in a few short years because somebody else would snatch that property up in no time being so close to the forest. The next thing I know, they're, they've got, <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're glamping stuff going on, you know. So uh, the plan is to close on that by the end of February of 2021 and um, hopefully start doing some work on it in that year. That's remarkable. So, yeah. You talk about doors opening up, stars aligning, divine intervention, whatever you want to call it, but that's yeah. that is absolutely amazing. I know, and and we're locals. We grew up here and um, know all the contractors that we're using. We feel real comfortable with that. The, the general contractor is someone that Sherry Sherry works with her husband, and uh, a lot of the subs we've used because we've got rental properties. I don't know if Sherry got into she that did, before. yeah. So we just feel fortunate that we get to work with. I mean, everybody that we know, we know their first and last names and a lot of their kids and families. It's, it's really been really cool to come out and work with them today and just know them like we do. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know the quality of their work. We're, enjoy, we're enjoying it, really. You know, it, it, I told her, I said, it's going to be tough. And, I mean, me and her back, I was going to choke her the other day. So you didn't think this all of it was going to be fun and easy, did you? Well, I almost made the comment right there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty special that that happens because usually they say when when couples build a house together, you know, I mean, they stay together, but boy, there's some harsh things <laughs> yeah. that happen in the middle of it. Oh, we, we were joking up there. I mean, we were at it a little. A little we were bit. at it, but it was a playful at it. But yeah. trying to work these. I won, and that's out. all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that's your story. Yeah, you're sticking to it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let her have that one. <laughs> all right. So, but it's. Uh, I said it's going to be a tough few months, but we'll get through it, and we're we're coming along pretty good. Terry so, handles I'm, everything I'm on the outside. The uh, lines up the construction and gets you know. The hard work, and then I get to go inside and design and pick out colors. He says, "Oh, nice! Yeah, I want this. Well, that's not as easy as just saying, <laughs> but I want let's, this. Let's see what this looks like. <laughs> right? No, but in all reality, I do. He he gives me. That's the part I really enjoy. I enjoy you know laying out things. It's it's like pretending to get to build something of your own. You know, and I I I take pride in that. I want it to be something that people really enjoy. And we've flipped some houses in the past, and I. I just really enjoy that part of it. I love making new kitchens and laying out bathrooms and, you know, trying new materials and stuff like that. So very nice. that's where uh, I get to come into the equation. So you get five of those that you get to do here. Yes. Right? Well, four for sure. We, we've four got for room sure. for five. We've got room. We start looking, you know, we, we want to make sure that they have their independent space. Okay. So we know that we're going to throw four in here. And then there is room for a fifth one. But what kind of what changed some of that conversation was possibly having the other 12 acres. So we got so much other room over oh. there, too, you know. So we don't want to crowd it over here when we've got so much room. We'll, right. we'll just kind of see how the fifth one plays out. But before uh, before the end of fall, all four of these, I mean, the plan for these two that you see here will be done. We'll be booking by the end of August. The plan is to have the calendars open the last Saturday, <clears throat> the last weekend in August. And then these two... Probably the probably by the middle of October they'll be finished. Okay. The other two is probably a good guess for those. They're a little smaller. They won't take. They'll go up a little quicker. So. Perfect timing. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> leaf season. Right. I mean, you couldn't ask for a, 
a more opportune time to really book something up here. Right. Hopefully we'll be on the other side of COVID. Hopefully. I hope so. But, I you know, so. people are coming. People are traveling. People are, have been cooped up. And yeah. The traffic count at the forest has been been high, uh, which is good. You know, I grew up right at the bottom of DuPont Road here. Right? Okay. When I say right at the bottom of DuPont Road or State Road on this end, come to the bottom of the road, you take a left, and you don't go but a couple hundred yards, and there's a house up on the right. So, um, uh, you know, anytime you've seen some traffic when I was a kid growing up, it was shift change at the plant. <laughs> Uh, you know, then when the plant went away, um, just residential traffic up here, and then the forest happened, and now you know it's nearly a million people. I think come it's up amazing. Here yeah, so last year they counted right at right at a million visitors to Dupont State Park. That's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. a big, it's a big number, um, and uh, only still look for that, look for that to grow. So. Mm-hmm. And the camping, is there any other camping besides? Cedar Mountain. don't have camping in the forest. Yeah, DuPont State Park does not have any camping. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a recreation area yes. up top. Okay. Yep. All hiking, biking, and there are some horseback riding trails, which I think is one of the few state parks in the state of North Carolina that still allows horseback riding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, too, when you hike and bike and mm-hmm. you have horses. horses. Yeah, all, all sharing the same trail. That's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. So besides Cedar Mountain, then, there's no other camping that's right here in the forest besides what you all will provide through the glamp ground yeah. and then the additional camping down the road. That's correct. So that's it. Wow. Yeah. There used to be a... a a very popular um, Cascade campground. Uh, you know, we only live uh, five or six miles from here on Cascade Lake Road, and there was a, um, a private campground there, Cascade Lake Campground. It was Cascade Lake. Yeah, and people love going there. Heck, we camped there. We lived here in the county. That's where we preferred to camp, and mm-hmm. it closed um, five or six years ago, I guess now. A little family dispute after the, the owner uh, passed away, <clears throat> and unfortunately, it's not opened up. So there is definitely a... Um, you know, a need. A need there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, the next closest campground that has any size or space to it is the, the Pisgah National Forest Campground. Davison River. Davison River yeah. Campground. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, phase two still, what do we what do we offer? You know, different price points. Uh, you know, you only got so much of a certain price point that you want to offer, so it's definitely not going to be all of these. So it might be some primitive camping, but we have a lot of people asking about RV spots. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. Um, so, and then, <clears throat> you know, we, we, it may be a mix. And then if the other nine acres come along, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Yeah, time will tell. Yeah. Probably vision will change a little bit more. Good. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So here we are in the middle of so much to do around us. Right. I mean, you have we talked about this the last time, Sherry. And we mm-hmm. I mean, really, you said it best. You're like, should I keep on going? I know. Right. <laughs> so there is so much. But let, let's talk two things. One, the experience here that somebody's going to be coming that doesn't understand a yurt or maybe they do understand yurts. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what can they expect when they walk inside, when they pull on property, when they walk inside one of yours. And then we'll sort of move to. From here, using this as your base camp, there's so much right. that you can go see. Right. And we know there's some stuff just a mile and a half down the road. But but as I pull in property, what 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 can I expect as a as a guest? So when you pull up to the yurts, you'll you won't have to unpack your tent. You won't have to pull out all of that stuff. You know, you just walk right into the yurt. 
um, unload your clothes and what little bit of groceries if you want to prepare food. If you don't, then you don't even have to, you know, bring food. So that's the beauty of the glamping side of it, the glamorous camping. For those who haven't heard of glamping, it's glamorous camping. Um, you still have that tent-like environment. You hear the birds and um, the owls and the coyotes at nighttime and um you have that experience of being in the great outdoors, just like camping, but you don't have the equipment that you have to pack up. Mm. So you just bring your clothes, bring some snacks, some stuff. We'll have coffee pots and microwaves and stoves, and two will have full kitchens, two will have kitchenettes. So even in the kitchenette, you'll at least have a microwave and a, um, a toaster and a coffee pot you know what else do you need so. right exactly <laughs> and um so yeah so that's your base camp you know here's your the dupont yurts is right up behind the canteen and from here i mean you could literally bike out and hike out hmm. hike in hike out bike in bike out from here um you would have to bike or hike on the side of state and road a little bit um, but if, if you're, you know, fairly advanced with that, I don't think most people have a problem. They could, you know, leave their vehicles here. Don't have to worry about the parking because those parking lots get full fast. Right. Uh, you can yes. pull up here at 10 30, 11 o'clock and there's no spots left. Yeah. So I think that'll be a good, a good point that we're, you know, I'm putting that on our website. They could just ride their bikes or just hike out from here. It adds an extra mile or two to their walk or their bike warm-up. ride. That's your warm-up. Yep. There, there you go. And hit the trails. And we're hoping to put a uh, bike wash, washing station right down at the bottom. Yeah, we will um, that'll be a kind of community so when they come in, they can wash their bikes off, too. Very nice. And, um, yeah, no bikes in the, in the cabins. No yeah. bikes in the cabins. <laughs> in the leave yurts. them out. No, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> the yurts. Yurts. Yeah, here they, can, yeah, they can wash them yeah. off and leave them out on their cars or vehicles or whatever. But, right. And we have uh, some real nice, nice deck space, too, as you can see where this one's graded off, too. And there'll yeah. be fire pits. And I think these two are going to have individual fire pits. And then we may share some because of the, the site space. But, yeah, so they'll have a nice fire pit feel, too. We loved, uh, I mean, that was one of the neat things uh, was the fire pits. There'll be grills here. Nice. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. And once you're here, you're here. There's no reason to. Right. First of all, nothing is super, super close anyway. So once you get here, you feel like you're in a remote area. So That's right. right. Yeah, bring your clothes. And so you have the linens, you have the towels, you have the utensils, you have everything. Just bring your food, bring yourself. That's right. right. Bring your gear, sense of adventure. Soap and shampoo. There you go. Get that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So. Again, the, this is base camp. Mm-hmm. Where we go from here? Where where can we be within an hour, let's say? And there, oh gosh, there's so much. We, we might want to limit it to, to a half hour. Well, you know, and first thing I think of is after you leave, leave DuPont State Park, if you head on up, like you're heading towards the South Carolina state line, there's a couple of great trails. There's a great waterfall that Colin and Emily and I walked out to last fall. I'd been dying to go see Ravens Fall. Yeah, lived here all my life and never hiked out to see it. Wow, it was about a mile and a, uh, an hour and a half uh, hike in, pretty moderate hike. It wasn't it wasn't super easy. It was a moderate hike, um, but a beautiful waterfall mm. out there. It's a real tall, skinny one, but it's a real hike. I can't even. I'm terrible at guessing on feet and things like that. But it's really it's taller than Looking Glass Falls. Way wow. taller than that. Um, so anyway, you know, you got Raven Falls that's just right up um, the Greenville Highway. That's 276, right? You got Caesars State Park. And you yeah. got Caesar, Caesars Head State Park is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and that's just 15 minutes from here. Um, and then you can head. You can go to Hendersonville. You can be in downtown Hendersonville in 20 minutes. Um, you know, obviously Brevard is 
15 to 20 minutes from here. Pisgah um, National Forest? Pisgah National Forest is yeah. 15 minutes from here. Um, You've you got, got it. You got golfing venues, Etowah, which is a big golfing uh, place that people go to. Um, fishing, French Broad Outfitters, I believe is the name of that. Uh, Headwaters, Headwaters Outfitters. Headwaters yeah. Outfitters, mm-hmm. yeah. So just tons and tons of stuff to do uh, outdoor activities. You know, a lot of people, people love um, Sierra Nevada. A lot of people yeah. travel to come see Bold Rock. Um, which is in Mills River. That's probably a 30-minute drive from here. Mm -hmm. Sierra Nevada would probably be a 35-minute, maybe 40 tops. Um, You know, Asheville Airport is 35 minutes from our house, so it can't be but about that same from here. I'd say 40 minutes from the location itself. Wow. Um, And right there at Asheville Airport, there's all kind of restaurants. Um, So you've got that Arden area of of Asheville, Buncombe Mm -hmm. County, if you will, um, the Biltmore Park area. You know, there's huge movie theaters and all that would only be like a 45-minute drive from here. Um, so between part of Buncombe County, Hendersonville with the downtown historic Hendersonville, downtown historic Bavard, part of South Carolina, pretty place. Yeah, Pretty yeah, place yeah. is a yeah, wonderful place, place to mm-hmm. visit, which would be right up there near Caesar's Head, you know, at the state line, which would be 15 minutes or so from here. Like if I said you before, to go shopping in Greenville. I mean, you can be in Greenville in downtown Greenville in an hour. You could be in da- downtown Greenville right. right at an hour from here. Yeah. yeah. So we, it we goes on. We spent on. the night down there last week. I went down there to eat and decided to stay the night Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we'll just stay while just we're stay. down here. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, um, Sherry, I told you I ended up finding you because I knew of this place we knew there was ice cream at the canteen or now it's a canteen right i guess it's changed names a couple of times kk's and sneaky moose cafe sneaky moose cafe and so my youngest daughter and i were mountain biking um gosh several weeks ago now at this point and and so post ride we thought this would be a great treat and so we came and and had no idea didn't really pay attention you know to the name we kind of knew it it kind of changed names a couple of times right um but when i was pulling out that's when i saw your sign and that's when we saw DuPont Yurts. Okay, that's different. Right. And Canteen. So, yeah, we've got to find out a little bit more about this. But the amazing thing to me, and, and why I really wanted to have you all on, is because you're local, number one. But number two, what you provide offers something for a huge, wide demographic. Mm-hmm. The adventurer that just wants to come mountain bike some unbelievable world-class mountain biking, right. some great hiking. Of course, amazing waterfalls right here. Mm. But, you know, I, I'm even thinking of my in-laws, and I was talking to them last night um, about the yurt. So do you need mm. to, you know, take a vacation? They've had some health issues. But mm. for them to be able to come here, and they, they used to camp with us a lot, and it was an RV and a fifth wheel, excuse me. Um, but this is a great in-between. It's not the cabin. It's still the tent. You can mm. still hear kind of the out, mm-hmm. you know, the outside. But you may not even be into, you may not even physically be able to go do some of the waterfalls. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go to Highlands, Cashiers, That's downtown right. Brevard, Highlands, Cashiers, just yeah. walk, then you can still use this and, and, and have that, that sense of, of adventure, right. it seems to me. So, I mean, from your hardened, you know, top-line mountain biker down mm-hmm. to somebody who is getting on and age a little bit but still wants to have that adventurous experience, I mean, you offer it. You have it right here, don't yeah. you? Yeah, you really do. And, and so many neat places you can be in. When you said, talk about where you can be at within an hour, I'm sitting there going, an hour? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah there's so it's many endless. places. It's endless. I you, mean, it, it really yeah. could go on yeah. and on. Um, you know, whatever you're looking for within an hour, we, 
you know, you can, you can find from here. Yeah. Easy enough for sure. And 30 minutes has still got lots of selections. And you're right. Any, anything from a hardcore biker, even rock climbing. Yeah, yeah. Up and looking glass. In looking glass, that's right. So, uh, yeah, it, all, it does offer a lot. Mm -hmm. and, and we're going to have one of our yurts will be handicap accessible. Um, and we want to have have the yurt. It'll be right level with the road. So as soon as they get out of their vehicle, they'll you know, say they're wheelchair bound, they'll be able to roll right onto a decking mm -hmm. um, structure and roll right into the yurt. Um, and, and hopefully it'll be an easy unloading and loading area for them. Um, I know, you know, hiking gets kind of hard for that, but if it's someone who wanted to do, you know, the shopping thing or, yeah. you know, downtown Bavard and downtown Hendersonville mm -hmm. are both, you know, handicap friendly with lots of, you know, the Mass General Store in Hendersonville oh, yeah. and um, Dee Dee Bullwinkles and Bavard yeah. are always great places to go visit. And um, so, yeah, we, we really want to offer that. We want it to be for, um, you know, that, that retired couple or the newlyweds, hint, the uh, yeah. Bridal Veil, which is a <laughs> oh. waterfall in DuPont State Park. But I kind of picked that name for that yurt because I want to uh, play off of maybe the honeymooners or oh, the that. anniversary getaway, the weekend for, you know, those that have been married and it's an anniversary or just a romantic surprise. Husbands, do you want to surprise your wife? It will be um, highly noted and you will be bragged about by all the, <laughs> to all the other uh, wives out there. So Bridal Veil is going to have a little bit of a romantic flair on the inside oh. and uh, maybe like a sparkly chandelier over the bed and um, along with some of the rustic things also. But, um, you know, we, we really want to offer that to everybody. Awesome. Um, and if it's a bunch of guys who want to get together and go biking or girls, you know, a girls weekend away that want to, you know, just get away from everything and unplug. We, we want to have that with everybody. We had such an amazing experience and just growing up with our, our boys, mm. uh, you know, go and camp and, and just how good it is to unplug and get away from the busyness that, most families find themselves in now, and not just families, but working people, yes. you know, so many families now, the mother and the father both are working and, you know, so many kids are into their dancing or their sports or their music or whatever it may be, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and uh, you just get so busy. It's so refreshing and so relaxing to come to a place like this and just be like, you know what, if I don't want to do anything today, I'm just going to hang out at this cool yurt and sit out on the deck and read a book. That's right. You know, just have some quiet time. Do whatever they want to do. Right. Um, so that's that's really what it is. It's creating memories. It's mm. um, getting away from the hecticness of this world that just en encapsulates us sometimes. Yeah, it'll run us into the ground if we it let will. it. It will. Yeah. No, you're, you're so right. Yeah. Wow, that's good. That's rich. You know, and, and as you're describing that, I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing myself. Mm-hmm. Teresa, don't listen to this because <laughs> no. But I see myself in you know that anniversary thing, and you know you see yourself in the sitting on the back deck. But I, but as you're talking, giving examples, I mean literally people are popping in my brain that I need to tell them about this. So right, yeah. Hopefully they're listening to the hopefully Exploration so. Level podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, so neither one of you, speaking of busyness and work, this isn't a full time thing for you all. So yeah. this is impressive. I mean everything. And and we'll have pictures up on the website, and it's on your website, and we'll give information how they can get access to that later on. But um, what y'all are doing, I mean, you are a 
dental hygienist. Is that right? A dental assistant. A dental assistant. Uh-huh. And you are in sales. That's correct. You work for a brick manufacturing company. That's right. And so you both have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. And you have children. And you have a cantina down the road that's already open. And you're building this. Talk a little bit about the balance of that, of the emotional part of the you know, just um, not so much the financial part. I'm not asking you to delve in your finances, but that you're juggling a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got your professional career. You've got this that you're growing. There's there's a lot going on in your life. How do you balance it all? Yeah. <laughs> teamwork. It's good yeah. teamwork for oh, sure. Oh man, she hit that nail on the head. And and um, yeah, it, there's a, there is a lot of teamwork. So uh, fortunately, she's able to work three days a week. So that helps. That helps a little bit, you know. Um, her being home, uh, some I work. I work from home, and right now um, I, I'm I travel with my job. But right now we're not traveling. So that has helped me some. Now I'm at my desk for my job most of the day. Mm-hmm. I may come up here and check things out. But having a good contractor that's doing stuff. But it is a lot, and it takes a lot of time. It's Saturdays. Those Saturdays where we'd be like. Would like to go to the lake or do something right now until we get done we're up here and yeah. that's what it takes those evenings where you'd like to be done at five o'clock and just go maybe watch something on tv right. for a little while you got to sit down in front of your computer and, and make plans for the next few days on what needs to get done and it does take some teamwork and it does get stressful but now that we've actually got it started and it's going pretty good um you know it, it, it's not it's not really it's not been it's not been that bad so so far. Mm. We're fighting this website right now, trying to get oh, it yeah? off and launched officially, trying to get it where we can book some stuff. And she, Sherry's been managing that, managing that part of it. Okay. Too. But it, it has been it has been a lot. Um, but um, you know, we knew it was going to be tough. We went ahead and set our mind frame. If we're going to do this, it's going to be rough for for a few months till mm. we get it up and going. But a little bit of the end goal of this is we. You know, we had other rental properties, and we had uh, we have that business, and and we started at one point to really get in into that even more, and for Sherry to work for us, kind of running that stuff, and um, we got to a certain point and kind of stopped buying those, and then took a took a break. She really enjoys what she does. She's been there 22 years. You know, I've been at my job 21 years this past April, and I love my job too, my my, my brick selling job. I got brick in my brick in my veins. Um, but um, the end game for her, she's she's gonna step away from her job at some point, and and because somebody's got to do this. Sure. Person. We're not gonna be able to keep doing what we're doing like we do. Uh, you know, I will do my job, and and she will step away from her job and right. and, and run this because we want it to be special and you, you can't have something like this and, and do it part time. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. So right. she's going to, she's going to be, she's going to be running this thing, taking the calls and doing, doing the stuff. I'll be in the background, obviously helping to do it. Right. Part, but, right. Uh, you know, right. She, she's, she's going to be a big piece of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, your heart is definitely into it. So, um, you shared, I don't know if you want to share much about your job, but you shared with me last time, just your heart for who you want. I mean, not only the people that we talked about coming mm-hmm. here, right. but you have a whole nother heart for, for a group of people. Would yeah. you like to share a little bit about that? Cause I thought yeah. that was pretty special. Um, so five years ago, uh, Terry and I became foster parents and we realized real fast that you've got to have some 
some time away from that sometimes. And um, respite care is a part of foster care. And respite is um, people who have been through foster training that um, can keep or watch foster children while the foster parents take a break, take a weekend away, um, you know, whatever, whatever you plan, whatever you can get respite for, really. Sometimes you can only get respite for one or two nights. Mm. Um, but foster, fostering, um, you know, has always been really close and near to Terry's heart. It took me a while to get there. But once both we both got on the same page about it, it's um, brought a lot of uh, blessings mm. to us for sure. And we now have um, Isaac, who's three and a half, and we adopted him out of foster care. And um, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. But um, we have found that I would love to do some respite work for foster families. I would love for them to come, be able to come here, you know, when uh, when they get a weekend away. And, um, you know, because it is it is a way to just kind of rejuvenate Mm. and just kind of just rest. Yeah. You know, just rest in, in yourself and, and with your spouse because when when you're dealing with all of the things that can come with foster care, the all the social workers, um, the meetings that you have to have, if they're having visits with parents, um, if you know, the child most of the time the children you're getting are not um, you know, those happy go lucky children mm. who just they're just not. They've been traumatized. They're, they're coming from. Stuff. They they've got a lot of baggage, and um, so it it can be it can wear and tear on you emotionally. Um, and I know when we had some respite getaways, you know, we'd have people step in and say, "Hey, I can keep you know your foster child for the weekend." It did so much good for us. Mm. So um, yeah, my my heart and kind of my vision is to. Um, you know, reach out to some of the local agencies around here. And uh, we foster with Black Mountain Children's Home, and there's several other agencies. Um, and even if we just get work, you know, with DSS and um, ha- find some weekends, I don't know how we'll do it yet. We're still kind of playing it out. You know, if we, uh, you know, pick a weekend every quarter or, you know, a couple of nights when we see that there's not a booking for something, and then I could call one and say, hey, and then I could be the respite person for that foster child because we've had foster training mm. and then those foster parents could come and stay in a year tonight or two. Wow. Um, and I've also, uh, you know, the Lord's just put it on my heart to do the same for ministry. I'm mm. sorry. You're fine. You know, our, our youth pastors and our, our ministers at our churches, they just do so much and they carry mm. such a burden. Um, they're, you know, just myself and I, I went through hard times in my life. Mm. And when you have somebody that listens to you and helps you through those hard times and gives you words of encouragement, I, I can only imagine how how emotional and draining that can be on somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these pastors and preachers out there who they're the shepherds of their flocks and the people in their church. And they get it. You know, they're, mm. You know, they get, they get some joyous stuff, too, but you, you think about, you know, they're dealing with, you know, people who are in abusive relationships, and they're counseling people in their church that are going through hard times. That's usually when you need something like that is when you're going through something right. hard. And those people, they just, and they, they do it with such grace, mm. and they're always so encouraging. So I would love the same thing as, as with the foster parents, you know, to have, you know, people that are um, in the ministry or that do mission work somehow 
um, to give them some time away and mm-hmm. just time for that, that they can come and just be in the great outdoors and just uh, just refresh their soul, you know, yeah. and, and their way of thinking and just their hearts and just, you know. Just use it as an opportunity to give back to some of these folks that give so much and um, yeah. they need breaks. Yeah. They need breaks. Help them out. Yeah. That's what we want to use part of it for, for sure. Yeah. And I can't think of a better place to do that than yeah. a place like this and, yeah. and being in the outdoors. Right. You know, one of the things that always comes up in our podcast, and sometimes it's organically, and you've already done that. Um, sometimes it's a question that we ask, but it's, you know, this this idea of just the ability of nature and being outdoors, adventure therapy, you know, whatever you want to call it, there's... Um, there, there's, there, there are healing properties here, and not, not new age-ish, not weird that way, but just, I mean, we're not worshiping the creation as much as we are the creator of the creation, right. but, I mean, it's it's here for us. It's, yes. you know, and I can think of very few places that we can come and, and have respite and have rejuvenation and be able to pull back a little bit, yeah. you know, maybe see things a little bit more clearly or... Um, discover things that you know are going on deep inside that we may not even know are going on deep inside so um yeah so you're really kind of hitting on something that exploration local is 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 the heart of it is is getting out here because really good things do happen when you pull away and unplug and you get out here absolutely you know you know when our two uh, i just want to say something when our two boys were were our older boys now you know colin's 24 23 23 and Carter is 19, and when they were younger, we used to go camping a lot, and I remember as we got closer to going camping, you know, of course, we were busy raising them and still working and doing our stuff. Oh, I had to pack all this stuff up, right, you know, but then we'd go, and we'd get back, and, and I'd always go, why did I wait so long to take mm. camping, because he was recharged again, you know, and um, so yeah. I love it. I know people get that same feeling, so, uh, you know, giving, giving folks that given that break and that sense oh man we we did that we need to do that more often because you do get recharged you build those memories that you want to have you you talk about them making them and doing them but you got to stop what you're doing and you got to go and we want people to do that and come you know come and be able to relax here that's what it is i heard something one time they were um speaking to those that have children i was listening to something one time and it said you you've got 16 summers with your kids Mm-hmm. And that's that flies by quick, we, very quickly. With with Colin being twenty three and married now, and Carter nineteen, and he's in the um, Air Force, um, and he's at his first station now in Wichita. It's um, I feel so blessed to get to have another chance with another child, you know. Yes. Um, and so I want to take these next sixteen summers with Isaac and make sure we um, do better you know, even try to do better than what we did with, with our two boys. And, um, but when you hear that, you've got 16 summers to, to make these trips, you know, and to, and to make these memories. And it it doesn't, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be, it can be simple, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, because it does go by fast. Yeah. Way too fast. Yeah. You know, I can, your story resonates with me because I've shared with you that I have one that she's uh, just just celebrated her first year wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, my second is uh, a rising sophomore in college. Then I have a rising junior in high school, and then a rising seventh grader in middle school. That's and awesome. uh, you know, it's interesting you said what you said because Exploration Local was started with that same mindset of, listen, we used to do a lot of this, 
then we pulled away. We didn't really pull away, but it was travel sports and, and their interest took different mm-hmm. channels. Yeah. But now that we're on the other side of that, um, I have two girls who love the outdoors and that's our thing of, of saying, you know, I, I don't really, I've coached travel sports and we've done travel sports. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that we're discouraging right. <laughs> the travel sport people. I'm saying, well, we can go in the woods and have a lot of fun yeah, together as a family, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and, th- and that was it. I mean, the heart is to say, listen, we live right here. Let's go explore the local things around us. Yeah. And then one thing kind of led to another, but you are so right. Mm-hmm. And boy, that is, that's sobering to think, mm-hmm. you know, 16 summers. We've yeah. had a pastor one time who said the, uh, the, the days are long, but the years are short. That's, and that's true. It, it, it becomes more real <laughs> the older yeah. that they get when they're young and you're like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Those are the long days, but the but the years they grow. I mean, they just they, they just go by so up. fast. Yeah, yeah, they do. And and so has this time. I can't believe it. It's. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, here we are. It's. Uh, well, I guess we're not right at sundown yet, but we're getting pretty darn close to close. it. I can't thank you all enough for come. Let me come out here today and talk to you all and see a little bit more of your vision. It's so awesome. The last time this is really good. It's starting to rain. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last time that. Um, that we we talked, you were had just framed up, and none of the skins were on or anything like that. So it's nice to be able to come out here and actually see them dried in yeah. where they are. So, yeah. but um, I wish you all the best. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. I, I love your vision. I love your heart for what you're doing. You know, your why is the thing that's gonna I think gonna carry yeah. you and push you. Yeah. Um, but it has been a joy, and I just I appreciate you having me out here. Yeah. Best thanks, to you thanks all. For, thanks, thanks for inviting us. Absolutely. Appreciate it. You know, sometimes the best things in life happen when we least expect it, or when things don't go the way we intended them to go. As you heard, the audio from the first interview was unusable, but we were determined to make it happen. So I drove out to the DuPont Forest after dinner this past Monday night to tour the construction site for DuPont yurts. It was so awesome to see the first two yurts completely dried in and some interior framework done as well. And it was great to meet Sherry and Terry and their three and a half year old son, Isaac. Man, we had a great time. This place is going to be a memory maker. There's literally something for everyone, regardless of your age and adventure of choice. The location will afford guests premium access to lush forests, stunning waterfalls, world-class mountain biking, climbing and hiking, and proximity to walkable small mountain towns where you can refresh and unwind. Be sure to visit DuPont Yurts online. You can find them at dupontyurts.com, as well as on Instagram and Facebook. We will also have some photos and links in the post show notes on our website, explorationlocal.com. Be sure to also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, until we meet again, I encourage you to wander far, but explore local. Explore local.